Okay. I don't know if Scott's going to cool. this. Yeah, you know, he chose to take drugs and go to work. I think it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> huh? What? Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. That has to stay. I hope you're recording right now. I am. I'll have to see what he said after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't tell you. It'll be so much better. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to have to explain right. why you feel sick. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Go for okay. it. Okay. So we're just, let's just, let's just, well, we don't need to do an intro where it's just bodybuilding. Everyone knows that. Big Ron. Dusty, we don't do intros. Scott. Yeah, we're, we're, I like it how we did an intro for the guest episode and then no intro for this one. And now we're going to get those people. You need the intro. It's we good. had people miss the intro. We did. Yeah. I know. Um, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Ring the bell. And don't ring forget the bell. And uh, 20% off with our codes BigRon20 and Dusty20. Both. I mean, that's so smart. No smart remarks, Dusty. <laughs> no, I'm, le- I'm leaving it this. You know, you didn't know this, but when you were when you were unavailable, I actually said only yours worked last week. He did. In oh, your honor, really? It was nice of him. In your honor, I was like, code. only Big Ron's works. But he didn't even mention too. his code. <laughs> I saw the post. I saw the post of the dog. I felt. I felt so. Yeah, you didn't see that, Scott, or maybe you did, but uh, one of my clients. He he bought a bunch of stuff and he had his he he does he owns a rescue, and so there was the dog buy it and it's a dog that I love, and he was like, "Don't forget to use my friend Dusty's code." And then the next Ooh. one was, "I heard it's the only one that works." We <laughs> <laughs> got other people spreading his propaganda now. <laughs> this is how lies become facts, right, right here. Right. This is what the right media here. the media does this all the time. Just tell one of the exactly. news channels that your code is the only one that works, and everyone will think that that's true. <laughs> it's fake the end news. Of it. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. That's my favorite. You know, that's probably my favorite term that came out of politics over the last few years. Fake, fake news. news. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But. Oh, speaking of fake news, I I have a clip I want to share our, with you guys. Our specialty. Yeah, check this out. Check this out. This is on stuff on Amazon. Yeah. Somebody yeah. asked me, by the way. The housing market in Australia, yes, it's going down. End of story. Yeah. Ron Partlow, who just turned, I don't know how old, he had a birthday, but he had asked me about eight months ago, and I said, I will 100% guarantee you, Ron, where you live, that housing prices are going to be going down. 100%. Not 95, not 92%. 100% guarantee. That was, that was about it. That was about it. But I, I heard your name today, so I had to grab that clip. And happy birthday to you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I had a great birthday. I um, I saw Dusty. Dusty sent me a little birthday video. I saw that. That was yes. very uh, very nice. And uh, Chris wished me a happy birthday too. Nice to hear from from the technician. He said, "Ron, you know I consider you a friend in an industry full of misfits and retards." <laughs> <laughs> I know how he spelled it too. That's amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then you had the, then you had the anniversary party too, right? Yeah, we had a five-year anniversary at the gym. Five, oh, five years. years. Wow. Unbelievable. Wild. So obviously been through a lot. Um, everyone that's ever been a part of the gym has been awesome. And yeah, it's crazy. Still there, you know, not supposed to be there. Remember, gyms don't last two years statistically. 
So yeah, we're really happy to be around, man. Went really well. Everyone came down. There was cake and donuts. Ooh. We had all the we had all the post workout carb violations that bodybuilders overindulgently eat. And uh, it was a good time of year to have it because almost all the shows are done. There's just like a one more regional show left this year, so most right. people aren't dieting. So there was a lot of like when you know my business partner Corey he went and picked up donuts, and I was like. Are we going to need this many donuts? Like, I was like, this is way too many donuts. And then at the end of the day, there was nothing left. There you go. <laughs> they're, they're gone. Okay. So. It's the right time of year for donuts. Check. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, it was cool to see, though. You guys had a lot of, like, a lot of your um, members were sharing the celebration on their Instagram, which I think is really cool because it shows that they belong. You know what I mean? Like, more than just yeah. a gym member. It's home, which is cool. Yeah, no, it's good. Members were like, they were doing like chest and then they were eating a mini cupcake and then doing biceps. And everyone was like experimenting with intra workout carbs. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. playing a There's fitness. one guy standing there. Yeah, the one, the one guy standing there eating a donut and I go, ah, some post workout carbs. He goes, actually, I just finished deadlifting. I'm going to go do pull downs. <laughs> but I didn't want to miss this chance for the donut. Intra workout donuts. He's like, they were going fast. They were going fast. You know? I'm judging there was him. Only That's one what I maple done. left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it was a really good awesome. time. Had a positive, had a positive weekend. So we're pretty happy. Um, oh, I got a message from you here. It said if I need to, I could go through my speakers, but that's that was just from when we were having sound difficulties. Yes, right? yeah, that was before the interview when you were trying to get things situated. Uh, yes. There we go. You get a technical message from Scott. You got to make sure. Are we up to date on yeah. what's going oh, on? Oh, yeah, Wait yeah. At we least an now. hour and a half before you read it. That's the key. <laughs> the, 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 what, here, here's, what I, here's what I want to know. Does Dusty have any overrated or underrated for us this week? People love that. I, oh, I didn't even prepare any because I got questions. Well, that's good. You know, I got questions. Okay. You leave people, you know, I you want to keep the, you We're going to make them want more. Exactly. You know? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's and there's okay, been you well, know there's well, been a lot going on, a lot we'll going on. Ron's opinion. birthday took up all of my focus, all day Friday. All I thought about was Ron's birthday. <laughs> we did have somebody you know, who was no very upset. That. By the way, a couple people. We had in the comments there were debates over five guys whether that was overrated or underrated, and we did have one listener. I wanted to apologize to him. He was up. He said that we should stick to talking about bodybuilding because we don't know anything about Jim Morrison. There was that. So ah, well, I know well, a little bit. Who's to say we know a lot about bodybuilding? Yeah, <laughs> he he didn't agree with our opinion, but uh, I reminded him that they were opinions uh, at that. Yeah, that's the thing. My opinions, about opinions are facts. Yeah, my I'm opinions are facts. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he thinks. So then he thinks he just disagrees and thought Jim Morrison was underrated. He, I said well, overrated yeah, he said that they were he, that, that like colleges are still analyzing his poetry to this day, and you weren't alive in the '60s, which is true. We couldn't see the influence that he. It's kind of like, you know, what I have always thought is I'm not a big Elvis fan. And when I hear his music, it doesn't really do that much for me. But I could only imagine if you were like in the 50s and you heard Elvis for the first time. Like, you know, we're too far beyond that to really have that kind of uh, appreciation, I guess. Yeah. It would so hit deeper. Like, he was so big, you still knew. Oh. You know, I mean, he changed the game. 
Yeah. Which, did, which we do know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't say heard. that, you know, and I don't know the poetic side, but I can't, I can't say that Jim Morrison changed the fucking game. I know. So I'm going to piss him off twice. So here's the thing about the Elvis movie. I'm going to piss him off twice. I, I heard the Elvis movie is fantastic and really well it. done. Huh. Oh, you okay. What did you think, Dusty? It was. It was my only – This is. I'm sure you guys have experienced this. It felt a little long. And then when I realized the only way they could have shortened it where it would have worked the length of time would have been – not play the whole song when he's performing, but then I realized if you're a huge Ellis fan, you would be pissed if they took that out. Yeah. So I was is like, it a ah, I guess they. I... No, no, no. But when he's performing his own music, you know, when he's performing, they show him on stage. But you know how a lot of movies they'll show like them thirty seconds of it, and then they kind right. of pan out. They play they, the whole they go song pretty long on it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Every time he's on stage, they play the whole song. I'm like, ah, I know the songs. We yeah. Could. Yeah. Right. We could have chopped okay. 25 minutes off this movie and it would have had the same delivery to me. But the actual storyline and everything was great. And I learned a bunch that I didn't know about that whole that whole scene and him and the financial side. His manager, uh, his manager took half of his money. Hmm. And yeah. plus, you know, which is wild. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, whole, it was it's definitely about, worth seeing. Most people don't know about the the whole like they don't even know about the army. Most people don't even realize mm. that Elvis was in the army, you know, mm-hmm. while he was famous, wasn't he? Like he's yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. while he was famous. Like yeah. it's fucking weird, you know? It is. And then the whole Priscilla thing, her being what, 14? Yeah, they, they, went, in, they went in depth on everything. It was, you know, frowned upon, maybe, maybe illegal even. Um. But it was Elvis. <laughs> he couldn't do any wrong. Come on, guys, Elvis, let him go. He's pretty rich. Just let yeah. our daughter date him. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, absolute. How much? Yeah, right, they, as long as no call that pimping your daughter. Right now. <laughs> pimping out your daughter. Hey, now, I'm pro- like- no, your job is to protect her future. Okay. Yeah. Right. Protecting her future. That's what you're doing. Okay. It's all well, in how you look. It works. Her future exactly. is very financially stable, seeing as she still owns the rights to his catalog, doesn't she? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Have you speaking of TV shows? Have you guys watched any of that new Dahmer show? I'm we're no. four episodes in. I've been yeah, I've what been watching that too. What do you think? Um, I mean, I know a bit about Dahmer because I like remember that happening. Me right? too. Like, I remember watching the news and that yeah. happening and stuff. And I'm I'm really interested to watch this because. Dahmer told them everything. Yeah, he really like, did, didn't he? Dahmer, he was, well, I mean, you can tell right off the bat, he's not really trying that hard to not get caught. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, what he was doing, he was taking people back to his own apartment and killing them and eating them. Basically, and like, yeah. eventually, if you're taking everyone back to your own fucking apartment, eventually someone's going to catch you. Like, you know, it stunk. The neighbors were reporting all this, all these smells and problems and noises and fights going on. And like, there was... He knew he was going to get caught. I mean, there's several scenes where you see how, like, he just is willing to be caught and they don't catch him. Like, that inner, that time that the cops find him outside with that, that kid that he's yeah. drilled a hole in his head. Yeah. 
and they're afraid to deal with them because they they know they're gay. They're like, oh, they're just gay guys. Just take them back to your. They're apartment. going doing gay stuff. We'll go back in your apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gay yeah. stuff. Just go back inside. And he takes the kid who he's just given a lobotomy to. Yeah. With a drill, he takes the kid back inside. The cops don't even ID the kid. Don't even don't even ask any questions. No. They just go about their business. That sort of shit happened. Like he was totally willing to be caught. And then when they caught him, his attitude was like, yeah, I got to be stopped. Yeah. I can't control myself. Here's what I've been doing. And he and told them everything. That that actor. So he's that was the guy from American Horror Story, right? Awesome. Great. So I good. love him from that. He was awesome in that show. Yeah. And he's great and he's in, in this. He's in the new season too. Okay. Yeah. He's great in this. And yeah. you know what I was thinking, Ron, cuz I and I thought of you cuz we're, you know, we're, we're talking about acting, we're talking about like famous movies. It's your right up your your alley. I feel like he couldn't play this role without thinking about the guy from Silence of the Lambs, who was kind of patented after Dahmer as well. And he kind of, right. you can see like a little bit of that in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really yeah. good. I love all the memes. I love the meme where he's sitting on the bed because he, he wants to watch movies, right? Come back to my place and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And the meme where he's like, and he's like, you, you can leave after Ronnie Coleman squats 800 pounds. And it's like the video of Ronnie <laughs> Coleman squatting 800 pounds. You just have to stay until he squats 800 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Those memes are killing me. You have to watch it to get the memes, but they're funny. But he's he's been good, and it's very fucking, it's fucked up. And I I knew about his childhood with like the um, the taxidermy fascination and the oh, cutting up yeah. dead animals thing that he did as a kid. Yeah, and he and he, it sort of got disguised under like, oh, our kid's really into science. Yeah, yeah. Right, like our kid is really into science. Like he wants to, like we found found a dead animal on the side of the road, and he dissected it, and you know saw where the heart was and the lungs, and and he was doing it like on a table, and his dad showed him how to how to got a fish, and his dad right. showed him how to do all this stuff, and they just thought he was it into was, like it, it was I nice mean, that he finally was do. taking an interest in something. Yeah, he's so interested yeah. in the science thing, you know, yeah. animals and science. Maybe he'll be, you know, maybe he'll want to be a zoologist or something. <laughs> maybe he'll later, be famous. Later, he says he just didn't think he could get caught. He was like, he was surprised that he didn't. And and I and then watching the show, I went and watched an interview with him, and he was super open and, and candid about it. And honestly, just the way he talks is like so matter of fact. Like like you could be talking to your neighbor when they say. When they say, oh, I'm so surprised. I never would have expected this guy to do something. I mean, people thought he was weird. But if you were to just like meet him out on the street and you're just asking, you know, asking for directions or something, you'd never think that this guy was some sort of it was what he was like. He's to me, he's one of the scariest serial killers. Like he's just this. So, it's so gross. Like the, you know, so, everything yeah. about that. <laughs> You guys will love this. So my my video guy and friend Todd, yeah, um, did all my videos. So he he's telling me that uh, he his first Jeep that he bought, he gets it and he needs to tint the windows. So he finds this guy and uh, goes over to his place. The guy tints his windows. That he just hung out there and chatted with him and hung out and cool guy. He really enjoyed his time. So he uh, then he something happened and one of the windows broke. So we needed one redone. So he called them up and the guy's like, Oh, where are you at? I'll, I'll just come to you and knock out the one window. So he did. And then he had lived at his mom's house at the time. The guy <clears throat> came over, they invited him in for dinner. They hung out the whole bit, you know, whatever. And then he was on his way. Didn't see him. And then like a year and a half later, he's on the news 
And they're like, they found heads in his freezer. Holy and shit. And, and, and he's like, I know where that freezer was. I was in that fucking garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> the dude's like a fucking murderer. And literally, he, he goes, I'm sitting there. I'm on the news. He's like, he sees his face pop up. And he's like, that's the guy who tints my windows. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's terrifying. Well, he's got to have some so job somewhere. Yeah. Someone knows him. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's like we were saying with, uh, with Josh, you know, you got to do something while you're working on your passion. Yeah. He was tinting windows, windows and cutting heads off. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine, like you said, you're shocked. You're like, that guy had dinner at my mother's house. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> like, wild. Oh, yeah. Wild. If you haven't, if you're not watching Dahmer, it's, uh, it's pretty good, man. The acting's great. I think we're four episodes in now. We're somewhere and around how many are there? Too. I don't know. Seeing the backstory, you know, like, you know how they go back and they kind of show his like high school and how he was. Yeah. He's just a different kid, man. And um, I mean, I, 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 I know how it ends, but yeah. it's still interesting <laughs> to watch, you know, watch the depiction. So of I have it. one, I have and one question because I don't know. Crazy. Did, did he pre-select his people or how did he go about finding victims? He, well, he didn't pre-select. He it was opportunity. Like he'd go out yeah. l- looking to right. meet somebody. He usually went to like uh, gay bars and picked up guys. So it was kind of okay, so he had no idea who it was. Yeah, right. I, I knew they were gay guys. I didn't know if there was uh, an individual that he was going for yeah. or whatever. So he just anyone who would yeah. come home to watch a movie, huh? And there was a, a yeah, big yeah. racial element to this too, because he lived in a bad neighborhood. So a lot of the people he was picking up were minorities in. The, the police, like Ron said, didn't want to have anything to do with the gay stuff. And they didn't want to have anything to do with black people either. They just didn't care, period. So they they're like, really, oh, they we don't really, know what's going on in this. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, you people, you know, you get arrested all the time and stuff, you know, all that. Kind, there was that attitude back then. And that they, he yeah. was like, you know, a good old white boy. So he he actually had gone to jail at one point, which I saw in the interview and that they they let him out pretty like he he, he should have been put away a lot sooner. Uh, but people weren't yeah, paying man. attention because he was just a like a good white guy, you know. That's what he was looking well, at. Well, and as. also the the gay oh. thing. Remember the first time he deals with the cops and they go, "Hey, can we come inside and have a look?" Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, sure." Oh yeah, he yeah. He's got a fucking dead body on his bedroom floor. He lets the cops in. Yeah, and they come in, but they they know that he's gay and they don't want to touch anything. And they even crack jokes. They're like. What are you doing living in here? This is a crack house. Like, and he's like, "Oh, it's really cheap." And they're like, "Yeah, I bet." And then, but like, they're assuming that he shouldn't be living there because he's white. They're yeah. Like, what are you doing living right. here? And yeah. He's like, "Well, it's really cheap." And they're like, "Yeah, I bet it is." And then they're like, they barely come inside his apartment because they don't want to touch anything. And this is like, you know, this is the late '80s, I guess. So there's still a lot of like the AIDS stuff. And yeah. They're, they're even make jokes. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, well, we got to go wash our hands after being in here." Yeah. You know. And you Which know the one probably true. Says, I, yeah, probably true. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. not for why and they then, thought. <laughs> yeah, and then like the one cop says, "I'm going to go have a look around," and he basically just kind of looks down the hallway. And he's yeah, like, yeah, looks yeah. good. Like he just—they don't want to be in there. They don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of stands there and lets them leave. Yeah, and they leave, and it's unfucking believable because he's got a dead body on his floor. You that's, know, like now I have to watch this. <laughs> Yeah, it's disturbing. It's, it's disturbing. And that's all very early. That's all like, you know, first episode shit. So it's not like it's a surprise, but I'll catch yeah, up to you guys today. <laughs> it's really, it's good, man. It's good. 
So there's a lot of times you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that you first know? episode was like really intense, wasn't it? The first episode was very intense. Yeah. There's a lot of just like fucking white knuckling going on there. Yeah. They do a great job. That like that little apartment, they make that whole first episode really good. So our my recommendation anyway, Scott's two. So you got some questions, Dusty? Because I got a bunch. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling them up. So you do if you have one on the on the mind, kick it. I've got a bunch of stuff too. Oh, I'll throw right. something up then. Uh, I oh also too. Uh, it was Michael Devereaux, Dusty. We so yes, last week, Ron, we showed a video uh, that one of our listeners oh, yeah. sent us of his home gym. <laughs> Thing was immaculate. Ah. And he said, uh, "Glad you like like the gym. It's a forty by forty pole barn next to my house." That I built just for the gym. He's in the middle of Indiana, and the shoulder press did arrive. So I'll throw that out there. I was coming that day. Yeah, the shoulder press that he didn't have. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right, I'll throw one up here while you guys find some other stuff. This is from Connie, one of our one of our I'll say our OG listeners or, or viewers on YouTube. Dusty and Scott love the gym review question. Thoughts on amounts of amazing dudes quali- the amount of amazing dudes qualified for the O this year. Isn't there 31 qualified and points guys too? Uh, it's going to be great. I'm glad I'm not a judge. Is there 31 people qualified for the Olympia? I didn't know I that. Don't know about that. I got to figure this stuff out, guys. I bought tickets. I'm heading out there, so 31 seems high because I remember 03 was like 17 and it was a lot. Yeah. I just don't know how I don't know how 31 could have qualified. So maybe it's both classes. Is it really 31? Nope. There's 31 qualified. I'm looking at the list Holy right now. Holy shit. Yeah. That's wild. I don't know how. Your top so five are automatic. I'll read them. It'll be quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's Nick Walker, Nathan Diash, Rami, Brandon Curry, Hadi, Hunter, Sean Clarita, Regan Grimes, Samson, Rafael Brando, Angel, Angel Caldron Frias from Spain, Joel Thomas from USA, oh, yeah. William Bonac, Blessing, Charles Griffin, Mohammed Shaban from Egypt, yep. Hassan Mustafa, Mohammed Al Alnzur from Jordan, uh, Vitor Boff from Brazil, Andrea Presti from Italy, that real freaky dude. Yeah. Ian Valer, mm-hmm. Antoine, Akeem, um, Andrew Jacked, Vladislav Sukorhochu from Ukraine. Sukorhochu. Yeah, that's a hard last name. Uh, Derek Lunsford, Patrick Johnson, Tony O'Burton, and James Hollingshead. Jeez. And then the top That's four it, right? points. The top four point standing is Justin Rodriguez, Andrea Muzi from Italy, Theo Leguerre from France, and Steve Cluco hmm. um, are the top four point getters. Hmm. Wow. And there's a lot of guys with points. Holy shit. So you guys will be there, so right? That's a big Olympia. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Cool. I'll look forward to seeing you in person. And the 212 looks fucking just the same. There's like 30 guys in the 212. What? We just got this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad you're going to be there, Scott. Thank you. 
you know. Yes, yeah, it's just. Are you going to come to the Arnold as well? Because we've already booked the Arnold for next year. Have so. you really? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely yeah. going. There's no question about that. I've got to be there. So what are we going to do? We have to do something together. Yes. Well, I was thinking we should tell people. Like, I would love to stop by the booth because I'm sure you guys will be at the at the uh, the mutant booth, mutant booth for a good yeah. portion of that time. I would love to arrange something like, hey. If you guys are listeners of the show, like let's all meet up over there at Mutant at some point. You know that would be Absolutely. cool. That way, because well, cause if you want to meet the listeners, you could just be there all day. Yeah, because every single person that walks up tells us they listen to the show. It's mind-boggling. Still, well, we should arrange. It was mind-boggling like a- at the Arnold, and it was even weirder as the year went on because the number went up. You want to see something cool? Let's arrange something where we can, we stopped traffic at the best bar ever booth a couple of years ago at the Arnold. Like we literally, they came over and had to tell us like, Hey guys, you can't all be standing here because the other booths couldn't like, it was, it was pretty cool. You fucked up traffic. That's awesome. (laughs) By the way, I had a, I had a, a suggestion from a viewer and a client of mine, uh, Ed, and he said that he thinks that we need to every now and then bring Skip on to this show. Okay. And he yeah. thinks that the he thinks that the um, rants would be out of control, and it would be very entertaining for him. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm in." We should get Skip on. <laughs> we should get Skip on. Yeah. I wanted to get you guys with Dave Crossland as well. Um, and I wanted him, he's talked to me in person when I was out there in the UK. You guys have, have all three bounced. So I want you guys to be able to share bouncing stories. He was telling me some crazy stories about like a guy breaking an ashtray over his head. He was telling me like, he was like, I couldn't punch that Jesus. hard, but I could get hit and not nobody could knock him down. So I, I feel like you guys would have some good stories. <laughs> Well, well, you know, Ron did say the Holiday Inn Express once. So, yeah, yeah. I could tell you about. I could tell you about the closest I ever came to being knocked out. Yeah, I never, never been knocked out before. But the closest I've ever come to being knocked out was uh, we were breaking up a fight, and I pulled a guy back, and he was like a buddy of mine. I was like, hey, hey, like stop, you know. And I was patting him. I was like, I got you, we got you. You know, the fight's over. And some guy sucker punched him in the side of the head. Mm-hmm. And then his head hit me in the temple. Ooh. And that was the hardest I've ever been hit. I fucking, I didn't go down, but I remember the whole like room closed to like a little hole of light. And I was just trying to like stay. And I was like, Ugh. and then I like opened back <laughs> up and I fucking got my balance. And then the guy that punched him, the doormen were like, you know, all over him and throwing yeah. him out and all that sort of stuff. So it was over as soon as it happened, but. And no one really even knew that I, like, no one was paying attention to me. They were all like, the fight was being taken care of. And I was just all by myself, like, holy <laughs> fuck. Like, that fucking, that fucking was, like, the hardest impact my head's ever had. God. But, yeah. But I didn't get, I didn't get knocked out. You guys want another question from the uh, YouTube yeah, people? Yeah, shoot. Yes. All right. Marcus Hall says, uh, hey, guys, question for the next episode. I'm 29, been cycling on and off for five years. I've just added Finaster. Oh, yeah, I remember this question. So he was basically asking if if we thought finasteride would have any kind of uh, deleterious effects on bodybuilding. 
Well, I know guys that have tried to take it and had to quit because of sexual side effects. Yeah. Like it was interfering with them and it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. And they just said, ah, fuck it. I'll just shave my head. I never tried to take it at all. I never bothered with it. You know? Yeah, I didn't either. Obviously. I have no hair. All right. I had something better. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, DC training discussion made me curious about Dusty's diet. Um, what was your diet like at the time when you were gaining all that size? I believe uh, he mentioned that he didn't really measure food. How did that work? And what adjustments were made to get over plateaus? So <clears throat> it's not that there were no measurements made. It's that I would have a meal, say it was eight ounces of meat with the meal and a certain amount of carbs. If I finished that and I could eat more, I would. So there was a baseline, but I, you really let your appetite determine eating. So like on leg days, I was always more hungry so I could eat more food. On off days, I ate less food because I was less hungry. I mean, it was pretty simple, but the baseline amount of food was well above, obviously, what was needed to break even. But I also, I'm always cautious with that because a lot of people would hear that, especially my clients that do that. And they'd be like, we don't do that. You have to factor in genetics. Hmm. Like for me to get fat would take effort. Hmm. Like to actually get like, and I've done it, don't get me wrong. When I was trying to grow when I was a kid and didn't know what I was doing, the excess I was eating by using three meals for McDonald's a day achieved the goal of getting fat. Yeah. Dream. Oh yeah. I was, I was fucking a mess. I was like protein, <laughs> fat carbs. That's all I got to do. Got to eat protein, fat carbs and that's cheap shit. So, yeah. but when you, when you're eating clean foods for someone with a decent metabolism, it, it was never a worry that I was going to gain fat. You know I mean? A little bit, but not bad. Hmm. You know, I haven't measured food in forever. So, but back then, so I don't, again, explaining what I did, but it's not what I do with clients. Because the, the problem I have with most people too is they're, they're not missing, they're not crazy enough in the head. So if I were to tell most of my clients to eat what they wanted, most of them wouldn't eat enough. Mm. I've had the few that would eat way too much because they have a crazy metabolism. But most people, they'd be well short. Because we've all done that. I mean, when I used to own the stores, it was always funny to me to ask them, be like, oh, I've eaten so much. And I'm like, cool, tell me what you ate today or yesterday. Then they read off their diet and I'm like, it sounds like about 120 grams of protein. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you eat like a bird, kid. Not enough. Yeah. So I always found like even when I used to get real heavy, I would hit a default body fat and it wouldn't <clears throat> go above that. Huh. So yep. I would get I would get fatter than people do nowadays because everyone's trying to stay so tight for Instagram. So I would get like, Waste. you know, I would hit 14% body fat. Yeah. Like I wasn't worried about it, but it wouldn't really go any higher than that. Like I just like, the, I remember those times when I was three twenty and I'd eat like a large pizza and a milkshake and go to bed and I'd wake up mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh, I'm down a pound from the day before. Like I can't even hold my weight. Like, 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it wasn't like predictable. It wasn't like, oh, this pizza is going to make me gain weight. Like sometimes you'd eat the pizza and you'd be like, what the fuck happened? Like your body's just burning <laughs> through this. Yeah, you're leaner the you know, next you, day. You wind, up having, you wind up having cheat meals daily because you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, my weight keeps dropping. If I'm just eating, if I just have two and a half, three cups of rice with every meal, my, my, the scale drops. I got to like keep this weight up. So you're, you know, you're having a steak and two cups of rice and then a pint of ice cream. Yeah. And then like, I remember doing that all the time, like every day, these guys now that think, Oh, I had my cheat meal, my one cheat meal. I'm like, that's great. Like we did that every day. Like, like, and I'm not saying you should be getting fatter. I'm just saying we weren't worried. We weren't worried as much, Hmm. you know? I think the other thing though, too, is you were always getting your, you were always getting your food down too. That's a, the issue yeah, yeah, I have yeah. with, with my clients is even on the days that they do their planned cheat meal, I tell them all your other meal, we're replacing one meal with a cheat meal. Yeah. Yeah. All the other meals have to go down like business as usual. That one meal is a trade. And more times than not, I have to push people's treat meal to the last meal of the day. That's because idea. if not, they don't eat their food. Yeah. They're like, oh, I missed two meals because I was so stuffed. I'm like, then it defeated the purpose, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because there is a purpose for the cheat meal beyond you enjoying a cheeseburger. I don't care if you enjoy it or not. It's actually a benefit for me to use in your program, you know. So <clears throat> I have a good question, though. Where did it go? Um, oh, there it is. Advice on how to build self-confidence. Well, I just watched a thing on this the other day. Huh. Um, confidence was a martial arts guy on Lex Friedman, and he was saying real confidence comes from successfully achieving goals. That's what builds it. We talk about all these other things, but if you break it down, successfully achieving goals is the bread and butter of building confidence. So if you encounter someone, like let's say you're trying to help someone build confidence, the best thing to do is to just set a small short-term goal that you know they can achieve and help them achieve it. And then Mm -hmm. point out that it's achieved. Go look what you did. You set the goal to squat 225 for 10. You just did it. That's right. check. Big fucking check mark. Now we're going to do this. And you, you have to start small. And if you have poor confidence and you're trying to build up your own confidence, you have to treat yourself the same way. You have to start small, you know? Right. Like it's just, I, 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 I think I, you know, it all comes from my bodybuilding background. Like just the whole, all those little steps we did. I remember the day I hit 200 pounds. I remember calling my friend and being like, I was 200 pounds today. And he's like, no way. <laughs> like, right. Like it was, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be huge one day, but I knew that my first goal was to be 200 pounds. Like I had to be 200 pounds. And then after that, it was, you know, 205 and 210. It's that setting those small goals that you can achieve. And that's mm-hmm. how you build your confidence. That's the, that's the only way you really build confidence. You know, you can get lucky here and there with, with something that might give you a bit of temporary confidence, but you'll always know that like, ah, fuck, I kind of got lucky there. Like, let's say you don't play baseball. You don't play baseball, right? right? You're having a fun, like you're playing a fun game of baseball with like the coworkers, right? Right. And you go up there and you crank a home run. Well, that's going to build a little bit of confidence. 
but you know you got lucky you know like right. reproducing that might be difficult like they call you up the next time and go let's see another homer and you're like oh fuck you're not really that confident <laughs> right. right but but if you if you you know practice and you hit a lot of balls and you you crank a bunch on your own you you build real confidence and now you're like give me the fucking bat i'm going to show these guys yeah. you know and he right. was talking about how every once in a while we have a little bit of confidence like injected into something we do but there's always that thought that hey, that was kind of that one time i got lucky you got to you got to repeat it you got to repeat it repeat it repeat it mm-hmm. repeat it repeat it so that's my take you know i applied that in my personal life <clears throat> i remember after getting out of a long term relationship and not being used to dating like i just wasn't I, I wasn't used to talking to girls at all. And so my goal was to not, not to like actually try to pick a girl up, but just to like go out of my way to talk to a girl that I didn't know, you know, start some sort of conversation and then just to engage that conversation, ask a question or something, create some sort of dialogue. And that was good. Like that was my first thing. And I'd go like, if I get yeah. with the mall, I'd do I'd, like find three people or something like that and just engage in a conversation. And that in itself, I think did build my confidence, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. What do you think, Dusty? I, I love the answer. Cause I actually didn't, I didn't have a, an answer to that question because hmm. I've always been confident and it's because of what you said, Ron my entire life was sports and things and motorcycles. And now in hindsight, whether they knew it or not, my dad always put me in a position to set another goal. You know, like we weren't in the protect your kids age. My dad was the one that was like, okay, we bought you a motorcycle. We noticed you made a jump five feet high. What if we make it seven feet high? (laughs) See if you can go higher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that was, I mean, I know Ron's the same. Like, that was the era we grew up in. And, you know, mom's out there watching while you're doing this shit and, you know, you know, stitching you up when needed and putting you back on the bike and be like, all right, try again. So I think literally since as far as I can remember, goals were set and met all the time. And that's probably why. And I feel like if you set people up that way, especially from a young age, they're kind of confident in everything. I'm confident in things I've never done before. So I'm like, ah, I'll figure it out. Right. I, I never did any of this shit I do now at one point. Yeah. And I did it well. And I also am self-aware enough to know I wasn't genetically phenomenal only at one thing in my entire life. And I've done a lot more than that. So it's like, even if I'm not very good at this, I'll figure it out. Hmm. So right. I think that, that that confidence is helpful because you're like, I've done a lot of shit that I sucked that out the gate and down the line got good at. You know, so, and I think that you become, there becomes a point where you actually enjoy, like we've talked about, Ron, I like trying things I've never done now and knowing like I am a beginner. I don't know shit. That's fun. Yeah. It's because you, you get, it's interesting when you get massive, in, like if I started, you know, if, if I lived up by you, Scott, and started shooting with you, I'm going to be terrible. But, me today versus me in three weeks is drastically more improvement than you today and you in three weeks. Sure. And that's going to go on for three years. So it's awesome to get that progression, you know? Absolutely. And again, that's more confidence because you're like, fuck, remember the first time? I didn't know where the bolts went. 
here we are. I feel like that's you what know? I live for is for being able to, you know, that to me, that's fun, right? Like finding something mm-hmm. you enjoy and being able to like, even this podcast, like to me, that's what I do. We're trying to get better numbers. We're trying to connect to the listeners better. You know, we're trying to always improve it in some way. It's like everything in my life. I feel like that's, it's kind of that game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah, the only thing I'd is- add to what you said is if you, I think the biggest thing that gets in the way of people's confidence is the fear of how other people will look at them if it doesn't go well. And that's a weird thing to me. Like everyone's yeah. so concerned about what other people are going to think. And I laugh because my close circle knows how many times I've blown a situation, lost a business, you know, lost massive amounts of money, whatever it is. And people know about it and no one remembers it. They only remember the good yeah, shit. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. so concerned yeah. about looking bad in those instances. I'm like, dude, I've fucked up so bad so many times. <laughs> yeah. And people still come to you like you're an expert. And you're like, woo, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one time my dad said something. Um, I went to a tournament, a Taekwondo tournament. It was the Alberta Winter Games. So like, you know, and... Um, I won a gold medal in forms and a silver medal in sparring. And I would have been 13 years old and I was a green belt with a blue stripe. So I remember that. So I remember my age category was 12 to 15. Yeah. So I wound up sparring a kid who was 15 for the gold medal and I was 13. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of difference between a 13 year old and a 15 year old. Like sure. he had like hair in his armpits and fucking chin whiskers. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I had like a fucking baby face. I was like fucking this much shorter, you know, like I couldn't even get in close to kick him, you know? And, and um, so after the, after the tournament was over, I remember showing my dad the medals and he was like, Oh, so you want a gold medal in forms? And I was like, yeah. He goes, Oh, okay. Well, if you're really good at forms, then you should be winning gold medals in forms when you're a black belt too. Because hmm. you're better at forms than everyone else. So right. you should always, so you should win the gold as, as a blue belt next year. And then as a red belt the year after, and then when you're a black belt, you know, two years after that, you should still be winning gold medals. Cause obviously forms are something you're really good at. Hmm. Right. And I remember just thinking like, Oh, he's kind of right. Like, Absolutely. You know, if you're showing a lot of promise, if you show a lot of promise at something, you know, then you probably are really good at that. And hmm. you should be good at, you should, you know, you should expect that of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember just thinking like, yeah, that's, and, and, and you sort of expect, you know, that carries over into other things you do. You're like, well, if I'm good at this when I'm 14, I should be great at it when I'm 20. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. Right. right? Yep. So <clears throat> that sort of thinking, there wasn't too much celebrating is my point. I didn't get a pat on the head. Yeah. I got, you know, I got a, you know. I was going to say, I was gonna say then, my, my dad would have said, what the fuck happened in the, uh, in the, in the silver one? I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember him saying, so like, what happened? What come he didn't beat the guy for the gold medal? And I was like, I, I, he was 15 years old. I don't know. He's foot taller than me. I just, and he's like, okay, well, you know, you know. Should be, you know. I'm glad to know that we had the same father. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not too impressed. So. Uh, yeah. I found a fun one here. This is uh, right, good. from YouTube. Great show as usual. <laughs> Question for the next one. 
at the Olympia, would you rather come in third or let excuse me, top three men's physique or top 16 open bodybuilding? Top 16 open bodybuilding. How about top 15? How about yeah, that? There you go. I'll take that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Because 16, 16 is, is a tie spot. <clears throat> yeah. 16 is the tie yeah. spot. Yeah. I know what he means, no, though, I, right? That's what yeah. he means. That's yeah. what he means by that. Yeah. I, I agree 100%, but I have to specify why because I'm not a body. Like, I actually think that men's physique dudes look ridiculous. They're crazy. I think physiques, I'm just like, fuck, you guys are awesome. So I, I kind of laugh at the mocking of them because. To me, their physiques are they're specimen. They just look bonkers. But I always wanted to be a freak. So, yeah. like, even even before I knew I had shitty genetics that played in my favor of being a freak, I just, I always wanted to be that. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I, my mom was like, how big do you want to get? When I was, like, 19, I was like, you know when someone looks at you and they think it's gross? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I had in my <laughs> high school yearbook under my goals or whatever it mm-hmm. says to be arrested to be arrested for gross hugeness <laughs> <laughs> That's what it he took mine a step further that is amazing yeah. to be arrested for gross hugeness and then i oh, thought you know like like there was an era where like that would happen in sweden yeah, For sure. You know? Yeah. Or, Ask Tony Freeman. You know what I mean? <laughs> or during COVID, like you've been training. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it almost came true. Almost came true. The Orwellian future where we're like, you know, you have too much muscle mass. You're an inefficient use of food. You must yeah. be arrested. Yep. It's not going to work. That's a classic. <laughs> okay. Oh, Whose question it, turn is it? We did make a mistake too, oh. by the way, guys. Remember this question about the, the legs versus eyes. We had several yes. people. Of the fish. Yeah, we had several people that mentioned the fish. So yeah. what's the answer though? Is that correct? There would be more. Fish, eyes. Eyes. All the fish yeah. would have eyes and no legs. And we were thinking of the centipedes and the bugs. So yeah. I don't know. Like, how, was there more insects or fish? But they're they're all counted for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So we still That's don't know the answer though. Question. Yeah, we guess we, we got to have. We have to get an evolutionary biologist on, on here <laughs> to help us with that one. I'll get one. I know one, zoology. fortunately. I, I, you know, my neighbor right after Josh moved out. <laughs> evolutionary yeah. biologist. Nice. <laughs> when Josh moved out, my next neighbor. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Oh, I have one here. About they're asking us. So it's a personal question. We've already talked about this a little bit, but have you ever mixed have you ever mixed pre-workout and marijuana together for a killer workout? I mean, I've had both before a workout, but that was never the plan. <laughs> it was never the plan. <laughs> I never said to myself, strategy. "These two things together are going to make this workout I had, awesome." <laughs> I had the pre-workout for the workout. And I had the marijuana because I had to be around family. And they just kind of both <laughs> coincided early in the day. Exactly. And now that I'm sums training. up how that could happen. <laughs> That's a perfect example of the only reason that I could possibly do that. That's funny. Okay. I know there's a lot of people out in the parking lot. Are there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see it and then all they, the time. They, they come have... in and they, they, they scan their tags and they drift past the front desk. 
and there's a little float little little float coming off of them i know they're having a good workout i like to see them on the cardio machines because they're just like they're just floating on them you're like like remember remember miss aniston on the stepper down in metroflex forever yes Yes. Come in and pound her I will hour never out forget. and just float out the door, just drift out and wave at us. See you, boys. Yeah. She goes, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got her cardio done. Hey, whatever it takes to get through an hour on the stairs, you know? I get it. She didn't have Dahmer to watch. Makes sense. She didn't have Dahmer to watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would your turn. Okay. Ron. Um, what's the longest period you've ever taken pre-workout for like daily oh daily use months and months and months maybe years when i was at the supplement shop every day for i don't know nine years <laughs> like, yes i didn't stop taking them until this is actually what's funny i didn't stop taking them until i got rid of the stores so you know and then i realized that i was taking them almost out of habit Sure. It was just part of like going to the gym. It was like, oh, got to the pre-workout. And then now, uh, I, I mean, I still use, like I use the all-in, but it's literally like a quarter, like, I guess a third of a scoop. And I'm good. You're dropping like, your right, dose. Perfect. You're dropping your stim dose as oh, you get yeah. older, Dusty. Well, before it was, it was, you know, I do eight shots of coffee of, of espresso a day and then also have a pre-workout in there. It's like. I would die now. I'd be awake next I for, Monday. I, I forgot about your your incredible coffee habit. People need. Should to we be talking about this pre workouts with Scott still wanting to vomit on the other side of this? Yeah, screen? I probably yeah we didn't really pre, explain. We didn't. I probably won't be taking pre workout for a little while now. At this point, I've, Scott I've Scott did a dangerous thing. Scott obviously gets stuff given to him, and he had a f- package of what I can only assume was random free pre-workout given to him to try it out this and, was uh, uh i think i got it from an expo at one point yeah, i don't know why i didn't get thrown out but i literally went through the cupboard and i was like it was in the back and i was like ah, i guess i'll try this oh no so it's like yeah i took less than a half a scoop and i'm not feeling so good right now guys i well you said before the episode you said you might throw up I felt like I might have, like, toward the end of the interview with Josh, I was feeling pretty rough, and I'm still, like, I'm sweating right now, and I don't feel good. Like, it's not a good feeling. It's not like, oh, man, I'm feeling amped. I think there's something in that that maybe isn't really good for you, I'm thinking. But- <laughs> do, do you think it's 1,3-dimethyl? Do you think they put some 1,3 some in I don't think there's any 1,3-DMA, there? but there, there is some nootropics listed. But, I mean, I only took, like I said, a half a scoop of this stuff. Oh, there is the there is a proprietary blend. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, yeah. you got to love the proprietary blend. I think there blend. might be something a little funky in this, but it's not, yeah. a, it's not a fun feeling, that's for sure. I'm still, like, sweating. It's not good. It's not good. I, I remember For, for I those of you that are being the, smartasses with his hoodie – it's an inside out sweat. So if he took the hoodie off, he'll that'll be cold. Yeah. So yeah. So don't wonder why he's in a hoodie and complaining about sweating. For, I, yeah. Sorry, I had to guard you because I'm already you. ready for the, the Thank typing. You. Yeah, like, was, well, you're in a fucking hoodie, moron. I was uh I was sitting here after I trained, uh getting the questions together for the show and I was in my shorts and t shirt and literally I felt like sweat dripping out of my hair onto my neck. And at the same time I had goosebumps. 
Victoria's like, why don't you yep. try taking a shower oh. before? And I took a hot shower before the show, and I felt like, oh, it was so good. But the shower wore off. Now I'm back to crack. It's, this has got to be crack. It's, there's no other thing. I don't know. I've never done crack, but I think this is crack. <laughs> I, we finally got you that sure drug you never took. Yeah. <laughs> By all the evidence I've gathered, this seems to be crack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I had a herbal diuretic that someone gave me at an expo. Ooh. It was like a bottle of like, you know, super shreds or whatever the fuck it was called. And it was a herbal diuretic. Yeah. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, that's kind of neat. It looks like a good formula, you know? So I thought, oh, I'll take some of this before my photo shoot because I had a photo shoot coming up. And it, a serving was four caps. And I took two caps and I went to bed because I'll just, I don't want to take a diuretic for this photo shoot. I'll just take a little bit. So I took two caps, went to bed, got up and pissed all night long like crazy and then in the morning i'd lost my like the normal morning weight i expected to wake up at i was six pounds lighter than that holy shit it's like diazide strong like and my chest was like flat and i remember just being blown away like holy fuck there's something in this this is not normal and i had to rehydrate a bunch and i was like panicking because i felt like shit and i asked the gorilla chemist about that yeah, I was like, "What do you think that was?" And he goes, "Oh, they put Lasix in there for sure." There's those those small companies. They go to expos with powerful samples, and they fucking put something in them to impress everybody. And watch out for those small, sketchy companies at expos. They put uh, do that shit. This is like a a, a Xerox sticker, basically. Yep. Here, adhere to crack. a black package. I don't want to turn it around. Well, I. I'll fold it down so you can't see the name, but you can see, yeah, it says. Uh, so you only want to half protect our listeners, not fully protect them. Yes. Yeah, I don't want them to see. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't want them to try. Well, we kind of want them to learn some of their own lessons, Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to bulldoze for them. You know. Yes. Make sure to add to in, by the way, ways. Scott. The. Uh, the pre-episode conversation that Ron and I had should be dropped in right about now. I will. I will. I got a clip <clears> of my <throat> own here. How about this one? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> That's you right now. <laughs> uh, from the greatest hell skit ever. That really was. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> That's a classic. That's a classic. Um, okay. I keep meaning to ask a question, but then I get lost. Um, oh, what? So someone's asking, what are, what are we currently listening to while we're working out? They want to know. Not just me. They want to know all of us. What are we currently listening to? What did you have planned today in the stereo, Scott? I was actually listening to Heavy Muscle Radio to hear what was going on with uh retcon one so it really wasn't that exciting but i guess they're bankrupt at this point which eh, i'm not surprised but uh outside of that i'll listen to dubstep a lot of angry dubstep a lot of angry cats and trash cans fighting exactly that's what it sounds like victoria says it sounds like robots having sex yeah robots banging away yeah there you go (laughs) yeah i lately have been in the gym utilizing my airpods to drown out the music that barely plays in the gym because it's just loud enough to be annoying but you can't actually hear it but to also make sure no one talks to me 
but I'm not listening to anything. Because I've been a weird, like, yeah, which is weird. I don't usually do that. But for like the last week, because I'm getting, I shouldn't use that, probably about the last five days since I got done moving, I'm getting, like mentally, I'm really getting back where training is a priority. And I'm just so clear, I don't need the music. Like, I'm literally just like planning the sets and feel good. So that won't be around for long. Um, But I'm actually someone who let's whatever's playing play and then before a working set i'll literally there'll be a specific song in that moment that i'm like that's hmm. the one for this set i was oh, told what's playing in the background during all the warm-ups it don't usually i just go on spotify and pick like workout mix yeah and it's fine like it'll be like a rock oh, workout wow. mix or something like that just leave it just living so dangerously shocking for a guy who needs everything in line huh with the plates you never know. Yeah, you need the plates in line, and you need everything aerodynamic. You have to have the same shoe on both feet. You need everything to be perfect. Crazy. <laughs> I do that. And then too. you just let you just let random random things happen to your music. That's amazing. But you're not. But until it's important, and then it's a very specific yeah, part specific, of a specific song, song right? Yeah. yeah, then you then yeah, you lock in. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So this morning, you'll you'll like this, Ron. I got a new Dyson vacuum. Ooh. And we used to have the girls clean the house. And Nikki was like, we'll have them do the floors. And I was like, I got to teach them how to do it the way that I do it. And I go, because, you know, I'm so, and she goes, neurotic. And I'm like, no, that's gonna not the that word, word I was looking for. <laughs> like, I was like. That's not a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do it properly. She was yeah. neurotic and then walked out. I was like, okay. So, yeah, right. that's my description. The neurotic guy who lets whatever play in his ears while he's warming up. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Ron's broken hearted have... right now. Yeah, no, I just, I music is something that I have to have control of. Like, it's part of my environment. So, I I need like I need to control my music. I need my headphones, even if music I really like is playing. Like I'll look at the laptop at the gym, and it's like a playlist that I really like. But I'm like, oh, I need my own world. Like so, that's you know, a lot of the headphones is blocking out everything around you. You know, blocking mm-hmm. out anything you might hear. So that's why I need to do that. So I'll put, even put my headphones in and turn them up loud enough to drown out everything. And right now, I've actually gone. Scott's going to love this. I'm on an Iron Maiden deep dive. I watched a, I watched an interview. I watched an interview with Steve Harris, the bass player from Iron Maiden. And I just thought, fuck it. Fuck it. I just, I haven't listened to everything Iron Maiden's ever done. There's a lot of stuff I missed. You know, I appreciate their contribution to metal and everything like that. And they're a legendary band, but I'm going to deep dive all this shit and just really get to know Iron Maiden's music. Just so I know it just for like a history lesson. So I started at the first album with the old singer and I just fucking plowed through and I've noticed like the music fucking, you know, every album's a little different. It's really fucking crazy stuff. And, um, and yeah, and then I've hit a bunch of the live albums, listened to a few of their live albums that they, they're really good at doing live albums. Like that's a thing that they do more than other bands. They've got more live albums than any other metal band. They've got hmm. like 12 or 13 live albums. Like wow. almost every time they do a big tour, they release a live album, you know? And of course the sound is great. They do a great job of recording a live, a live show and everything. So it's, it's really well done, but they've got some amazing 
stuff in their catalog, obviously, for Iron, fucking Iron Maiden, you know. But it's just been really cool because there's a bunch that I've learned about the band listening to all their albums. Like, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, I didn't know this about them or I didn't expect this type of music out of them on this one album or this was cool, you know. So I appreciate that. But that's part of what I do in the gym is I'm, I'm very actively listening to my music. Like, when Braden's doing his set, I'm listening to my song and I'm watching him rap out and I'm counting. So it's kind of like it's part of my workout. I was just going to ask you that, like, because for me, it, I don't it's it's if it's on a playlist, I'm going to know every song that plays. So it's hmm. fine. Like, right. You're listening to shit you don't even know. <laughs> but if you get ready yeah, like, for your big set, <clears throat> you don't pick a song. So occasionally, yeah, occasionally okay. that'll happen. But I I'm I'm very like. You know how sometimes if you pick like a playlist, there'll be a slow song on there? Yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. And you have to skip that. it? Yes. Yeah. I don't really use playlists. I, I pretty much only listen to albums. I don't really ever listen to playlists. So it'll be like, okay, I'm going to listen to Chevelle today. Like, I'm listening to this Chevelle album. Yeah. So I, I know I love that album. I haven't listened to it in a while. I'm going to listen to every track on it. But there's that one slow song I'll probably skip. Yeah. Unless it comes on when we're like, in between exercises, I'll just let it play. But if it's like time to do my big set and that slow song happens to come on, I'll skip it or I'll go to like a way heavier song from earlier in the album or whatever. I'll dance around the album a little bit if I have to, yeah. but I'll usually stay on that record. You know what I mean? Wow. See, in my, if I'm listening while I do my warm up cardio, I cue every single song. So right. I'll cue an hour and 40 minutes of music. So that when I get started, the only thing that's going to play is my stuff. Uh, okay. And I might yeah, only train awesome. for an hour, but that way it's lined up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm shocked because I you know you also, listen to the music. So that seems like that would be a distraction almost because you listen and analyze like eh, to the music. That's, that's He's a lot smarter than me, sometimes, so it makes sense. But, sometimes, you know. sometimes, though, the slow song, sometimes <clears throat> the slow song can also also happens to be very intense, though. Sometimes right, a slow true. song can be intense, you know, so I don't always skip them. Like Henry Rollins has I was a, just a famous thinking thing. That. <laughs> I yeah, where was he's just thinking that. I was going to say it after you're done. Yeah, say it, sir. Go, yeah, because he says he, he works out the power ballads. Yeah. Like 80s yeah. power ballads. Like, don't know what you got till it's gone. You know, like he listens to that <laughs> shit because he said, like, it's so emotionally triggering to him that he has like really great workouts. Yeah. You know? But he listens to power ballads when he trains. Well, that's what he said one time anyways. He said yeah, he I read power that ballads. too. I thought that, was, I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd get you going. That's, like, that's right him, up there I with Jordan. Go. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Jordan, you, listening that's to music that, that brings him down because he's already too high. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like, I need oh, Lion King boy. to kick it down a little bit before I walk up to that bar. That's wow, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with the That's dubstep, solid. I don't have to change anything because I'll get like a, a one hour set or, a, you know, 40 yeah. minute set and I may play the same thing twice. And if if I am able strong enough to that that week to do like a progressive overload, like where I'm really going to push for a heavy set, I'll know that spot like you can kind of like you can scroll back and forth on SoundCloud mm -hmm. <clears throat> And uh, you can see like the peaks and stuff, you know, in the music and you can see like, I know it's at about 50 minutes is where I want to be. So I'll cue it up to like 45 when I'm getting ready to do that, that one big set, you know? 
I like that we all How listen to I, different versions of, of you do SoundCloud, Ron does Apple Music, and I do Spotify. That's interesting. Well, interesting. I use Spotify sometimes, but it's just that my the gym is usually using my Spotify. So I just like kind of lost oh, my Spotify oh, to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> now it makes more it's, sense. Okay. Like yeah. so it's like, you know, if I go to use my Spotify, the gym loses their music. Right? Because it like takes it. <laughs> So I just That's let them awesome. have it. I use Apple Music that, a lot, but it it works good. That's yeah, yeah. funny. I didn't okay. think about that. You got another one, Dusty? Do you, do you... Let me see here. Bum, sure bum. I have lots. Well, a lot of them have come through. Um, the only problem now is I don't do a lot of questions for the show because I get less. But then when I put up a just question box, sometimes they're very specific questions to me. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really work. I use them later. Um, oh, here's a good one. Um, do you think kids are in too much of a hurry to get big these days? The reason I thought that it was good is because I think that I was in a big hurry to get big also. So I don't really think it's a these days thing. But yeah, you guys go ahead and answer. Um, huh. I don't see. That's the funny thing is I don't know if kids really want to get as big as we did. I think they want results True. faster. They want results faster. They think that those results should come really fast. I think people now do have a bit of an artificial expectation for how fast the results should be coming. True, but I'm not sure. I'm but I'm not sure if they want to be bigger than we did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think he meant bigger. I just think he meant they wanted to get there quickly. And yeah, they definitely do. I feel like the thing that changed, remember, and this is in all aspects, is there's the only thing I notice, and this is even in our house, is there's a lot of conversation about the finish line. Hmm. Can't wait to do this. But there's not a lot of focus on what it takes to get there. There's not like, mm -hmm. I set out the goal to be 230. That was my first goal. No, 225 is what it was. And I stopped thinking about it. And I just thought about every single day. And I find that a lot of people think about 225, but they fuck off many, many days between now and 225 and never get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, but as far as the rush to get big, I was in a fucking rush. That's why it was like, oh, well, if I eat more calories, I'll get bigger. So I guess I'll go to McDonald's three times a day. I, and I got fat. I remember, <laughs> I remember a lot of times people would say, so what's the goal right now? And they would have to be expect me... They would expect me to say, like, oh, turn pro and do this or do that or win this show or whatever. Yeah. And I would say, I would say, they would say, what's the goal right now? And I'd be like, oh, the goal right now is to get to 245. And they'd be right. like, oh, like, just way 245? I'm like, yep, that's the goal. And they're like, oh, so <laughs> like, what's the timeline for that? I'm like, I'm not sure. I just eat as much as I possibly can and train as hard as I can until I'm 245. And then when I hit right. that, I'll, you know, think about this next step. And I remember people just being like, oh, that doesn't seem like too like rewarding of a daily struggle, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But we we saw it as as we saw it as that, like, that's how complicated it was to us. Hmm. It wasn't at all. I think you nailed it, though. It's yeah. funny you just said that I have an email yeah. that I haven't answered yet where a client said, I, I see the path we're on. What's your plan with me? And he went into more detail. I haven't opened up the full email because I don't know until I answer it. But I realized he wanted a map. And yeah. my plan with him is to get him bigger. 
everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to get you really fucking lean and you're going to do a show. Yeah. And then we're going to get yeah. you bigger than you were when you were your biggest again. <laughs> but better and we're going to get you really fucking lean. And that's it. It's just peaks and valleys. And every time the peak gets a little higher and the valley gets a little higher than the last valley. And that's it. Like that's the full plan to bodybuilding. And I think you're right, yeah. Ron, is they want the sexier answer. And I'm like, that's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually had a client that I, I stopped working with. I mean, he's a great guy, but um, he, he just kept saying to me, he, he would be like, hey, like, what, what are we doing with my training? And I'm like, okay, so what needs to change about your training? And then he's like, oh, I've been on the same program for like months now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you went from 205 to 222 during that time. And you were doing you know, 105 pound dumbbells on the incline for six. And now you're doing 115 pound dumbbells on the incline for like 10 with better form. Yeah. And that's been like seven months. And he's like, yeah. So what's the plan now? I'm like, you just do that more again. longer. (laughs) Yeah. Like it, like, like when you're progressing, just imagine all the people who train every day and make no progress at all. Yep. So, when you can look back six months and you're stronger on all your movements with better form, arguably, and you're bigger and you're not fatter, like you've had a good six months. Like that's how it works. That's all as complicated as it gets. You know, you wouldn't change that. It's and, not broken. You don't fix well, it. Well, he, he just kept wanting new programs all the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, first of all, I don't like, that's not my favorite thing to do. If you're looking for someone who's going to write you like programs over and over and over and over, come up with all these new workouts just to keep you interested. That's not really my wheelhouse. You know, Mm -hmm. there's people that like to do that. They have a hundred programs on their computer. They'll just fire you a new program every month to keep you happy. Yeah. But, um, and that's, that's then, you know, also newsflash, that's all they're doing. They're not really coming up with a new program to magically fix all your problems. Most of the time. Right. You know what I mean? So, so it's just, it's not about that. And it kind of goes back to our interview with Josh, remember? But like, you could coach, you can know all you want about programs and stuff, but you know, the ability to read people and like, you know, let them know what's important. Like what's important is you continue to put effort on this thing you've been building that's been going well and you have to stay patient. Yes. And you have to be able to handle like boredom, like find something else that you, that like, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I never found it boring, though, because there was so much anticipation for the next workout to beat the numbers. Like, I remember waking up in the morning and eating breakfast and thinking about when I get off work today at three o'clock, I'm going to go beat that number. I got to get seven today. I got to get seven. It was in my head. It's being in love with the process is what that's called, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just, so that's why it was never boring. It was an obsession, <laughs> you know? So I, I think that if you need that, you, you're you not going to get the same results if you just, it doesn't mean you don't switch things out. I look at guys, things like, oh, your arms aren't growing. We got to look at something. We got to make a change. But yeah. when your back's blowing out of control and they're like, I'd like to try this movement. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. Look at you. Fuck. Yeah. I just don't like to fix things that aren't broken, you know, because there are certain times. Yeah. There does reach a point where I'm like, I've said that to a few guys. I just took a guy completely off of a progressive overload program because I was like, it's 
we have body parts that are way behind. So mm. it's time now to get, get going, you know, get those things. Try out. to figure out why. Yeah, there's a problem yeah. with execution or something isn't working right. Yeah. 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 You got to see those. Or I think sometimes when, you're, when you've got somebody that's really good at progressive overload, uh, arms become an issue because so much gets burnt out on the body parts that are used with them hmm. that they don't get hit as hard because it's like they're, by the time they get done with or they save it, they do biceps, you know, first, let's say, then they go do back. They don't want their backs training to suffer. So they kind of piss around with buys. Or if they do back first, there's just nothing left. They go to Dubai's and there's nothing there, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not that it's just here's your program, fuck off. But if you're progressing, no, like no, you said, yeah. Ron, then why would you change? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and you have to be able to handle, like, I hate to tell you this. Because this is something people forget. But to be great at anything or to make real progress at anything, most people... Mm have to spend an enormous amount of time on the basics. An enormous. And never stop. It never yep. goes away. I just think of like in, you know, anybody, like a musician in a band, like who's, who tours with bands and does you know, studio work with bands and gets calls to come and play on this record and that record. Like just think of how sound their basics are. To be able to play oh, different yeah. types of music with different musicians. Oh, I got a call from Ozzy. I'm going to go play guitar with Ozzy. Oh, I got a call from Don Henley. I'm going to go play with Don Henley. Like Those are completely different types of music, but the guitar, guitar player can play them both. And the only reason he can do that is because his fundamentals are so sound. They are yeah. fucking decades pounded into him. And that's the same with like a bodybuilder who's, who's, who's 15, 20 years deep into training. Like There's nothing magical about what he's doing in the gym at all nothing it's all the fundamentals just repeated over and over and over and take a physique like any of the olympia guys like just think of you know how many fundamentally basic things they've done non-stop absolutely you know and that's being in love with the process when you get connected to it it was funny but when i when i got out of the coma my first thought was how hard was training going to be because balance was off and a lot of things. Um, as soon as my just basic balance was in check, which was a few weeks, training was the same as always. I was just weaker. Like, yeah. because the motor skills were locked in. It's the same reason that it didn't take three weeks to learn how to walk. It took three hours is the body just remembered. It's like, like you said, Ron, it's reps and reps and reps. So the first time I went into deadlift, I was like, yeah, I feel a little rusty but I'm sitting down and standing up same as always, you know, and within weeks I was like, all right, it feels like it always did. Hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. it was, I can remember cause I actually was posting it. The first time I came back into deads, I did four Oh five. The following week I went up to four ninety five, and the following week I did 600 just because I could. I was like, all right, good. Still do that. You know? And that was just, that's the reps you're talking about. Whereas if you're new in the gym and you haven't cemented that and you were to take a month away from everything, even without getting sick, you're going to be a train wreck when you come back. Right. You know? <laughs> a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved the term. I, I have one, one in my... Oh, you got a good one? No, I said that is a good one. Also, another good phrase is coming in hot. I like that one. <laughs> 
We're coming in hot, Ron. <laughs> there we go. So how are you I've surviving, Scott? We didn't want to make this too long, so this might have to be our last one. I uh, the, oh, I, I think the I had fever a, or whatever is broke, so I'm a little a little better. There you go. go. A little better. Yeah. I think you're okay. Good, because we got one should, more. I'll <laughs> take some more. No. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Finish the pack. Yeah. I got one here that was sent to me. We've mentioned this before, but I'm not sure if we fully explored it. What's the best physique to ever come out of pro wrestling? Bobby Lashley. Do you remember him? Bobby Lashley. I'll look him up. He's just a, a freak. I mean, you'll see. It's like, what is that? I don't know if he's the best physique because you got a lot of guys, but he immediately jumped to my mind as just a mutant. If he was bodybuilding, it would be bananas. Scott's going to pull him up. It's frightening how quickly I said that, by the way. I'm not even a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, See? he's good. He can totally be a bodybuilder. <laughs> a little more legs. Yeah, there's down. a guy who doesn't focus on bodybuilding at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a tank. That's funny. I remember Lex Luger. Lex Luger back in the day. A good, a good young shot of Lex Luger. He's pulling up Lex Luger. Let's see if I can find yeah. something here. There was a good streak of them in the eighties. Lex oh, Luger, yeah, the yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Lex yeah, was in yeah. good shape. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was in like, shape you know, too. Hitting front doubles. Yeah. He even had like a, a hands clasped, most muscular. Yeah, he really did, man. That's awesome. And you had know, no arms. That hair. You needed to call me. Look at that hair. <laughs> That's what I really like. No, man. I know. Look at that neck. Is that a look how thick is that, that a neck mullet? is? Oh yeah, that's a classic mullet. Wow, Alabama classic mud flap. mullet. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? Alabama mud flap? Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah. Through. yeah. The Ultimate Warrior was like, you got to find like a good, a good picture of him at his juiciest of juicy. I think it is a little unfair that I went with an age where, you know, they, they hadn't quite gotten rid of juice in the game yet. So, <laughs> you know, he was blown out on the best shit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Ah, the Warrior. There's a Warrior bunch of was guys. on like Davey test Boy Smith, only, though. Davey, Davey Boy Smith was, <laughs> was pretty juicy. He was like a legit 270, you know, power slamming guys. Yeah, you got the Warrior. I do like that they were like in shape. Yeah. And then doing what they do. Like, that's brutal. I, I'm useless when I'm in shape. Fuck. They should have never. I don't want to stand in a booth. They should have never had to stop taking gear, if you ask me. You know what Every I mean? sport should use yeah. drugs. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> we didn't bring that up. Remember with Josh. Them up. We didn't bring that attention. We didn't bring that that idea up with Josh, but he agrees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would help his job yeah. if he could juice them all up a little bit. Juice Recovery. them up. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Come on. I know. I know. I'm here to be entertained. A bunch of guys back in the day. There was a bunch of guys back yeah, in the day that were pretty big. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Some shredded dudes like Ravishing Rick Rude was like shredded. Oh yeah, like, he had a fucking veins all the way up his abs and stuff. He wasn't the biggest awesome. dude, but yeah, there there was funny. You know, we had a really 
juiced up, heavily drugged series of role models for me <laughs> and my entire generation to True. grow up aspiring to be. They couldn't have been more juicy. No, I just think really of like, we, we aspire to use drugs, Ron, explain, explain to me how you became a bodybuilder. Like, oh, I don't know. The Hulk, <laughs> yeah. Lou Ferrigno, all the Arnold movies, all yeah. the Stallone movies. You know, like we talked about yeah. this many times, like there's a lot of steroids in our youth that we didn't oh, even man. realize we were watching. Like, yeah. it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it is true. You know, it's very it true. It brought you us know, all 90% here. of my, yeah. And then, well, plus we're watching like late 80s, early 90s NFL. Oh, yeah. And, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> don't so, forget. Don't forget. We were all here for the Bonds. The Bonds McGuire era in baseball. So, yeah, how also was known as the best to everyone era. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how could that have been a surprise? Mark McGuire looked like he was holding a toothpick when he walked up there. He was so fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. And he did it fast. Remember this? Yeah. Remember the scandal with the WWE, too, where Vince McMahon had to go to court and testify and all that shit oh, in front of Congress? And the yep. government got involved. And then for a while there, all our wrestlers like were like, they were like wearing T-shirts all the time and stuff because they didn't want to show yeah, how they cleaned up they were. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like all these wrestlers, like they're coming out new tag teams that don't even look like they train. They just dance around and wear their clothes. And like, remember that whole phase? I was like, this this post-steroid <laughs> wrestling really has gone downhill. This is you fucking suck, brutal. We don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you suck. We don't care. <laughs> Nobody wants to see something that they can see at their home gym. They want to see freaks. They really do. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. So is that it? We round up another episode. We did pretty good, guys. I think we did. Absolutely. Okay. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. Ring the fucking bell. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Remember, Mutant 20, 20% off. Use my code BigRon20 or Dusty20. Right? I am Mutant.com. I am mutant.com. Mutant Thanks, 20. everybody. Threw me all Rem- and remember, and remember, YouTube comments get priority. Correct, Scott? Yes, yes. And we appreciate all the comments you guys give us. And definitely, as everybody mentioned, too, subscribe. We're we're gonna hit 20k by the end of this year, which is a, a nice. I'd consider that to be like a nice small channel. You know what I mean? Like powerful small channel. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. We're doing yeah. good. We're Not doing bad good. at all. I'm happy. Oh. So. What's this? What's this episode titled? This is a confidence. How to build confidence? Is that what this episode's about? I don't know. Yeah, I have to. I always figure that out when I go back. I rewatch. I get the timestamps and I edit. And then mm. you say something funny, and then it's called that. Or you know, Dusty says something poignant. Drugs called, before work. Yeah, it's called don't do drugs, people. Don't, don't do drugs before work. Pre-workout's a hell of yeah, a drug. Yeah. Or all my role models were on steroids. That's a good one. I like that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs.